0: author of the number one best-selling award-winning book, Sensitivity is Your Superpower, How to Harness Your Gifts, Fulfill Your Purpose, and Create a Life of Joy. And I also have several other number one best-selling books, uh, including Navigating the Clickety-Clack, How to Stay Peace-Filled in the Seemingly Toxic World, Volume 1, as well as Evolutionary Healer and Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, A Holistic Approach. at Light Warrior Radio you know my goal is to help you manifest the life of your dreams whether that's radiant health or prosperity, uh, great relationships, or simply peace of mind. So thank you so much for joining me. I'm so happy that you're here listening to the podcast today. And uh, if you are a highly sensitive person or sensitive soul, I do have a free gift for you. It is the Sensitive Soul Empowerment Guide, three ways of navigating your way to more peace, positivity, and personal power so you can fulfill your mission um, and create an amazing life of fun and joy and recreation. Um, And that's what we you all could probably use at this point, um, and uh, we'd like to present here in at, at the podcast, um, you know, guests that are really movers and shakers in their own right, and, um, you know, what I do is light medicine and do energy healing work, and then so many... Other people are doing amazing things around the world, and I'd love to share with you what is going on because we, I think we get too much negative news, and we don't hear about the positive things that are happening around the world that are happening every single day and, and people growing and changing and shifting and making um, you know, a difference. And uh, my special guest today is going to be talking about revamping, if you will, um, education. And, and this is a really big area because my... Uh, family is a family of teachers, and I've always wanted to be a teacher, and when I was growing up, I was told, don't be a teacher, <laughs> because they said, well, you know, you should really work for yourself, and, you know, all the other kids, Chinese kids, you know, were all like doctors and professionals, they said, be a professional, don't be a teacher, so I decided, okay, I'm going to listen to them, I'm going to become a doctor and not be a teacher, but I love to teach, and what do I do now? I teach. <laughs> That's what I do. So I love to do that. I uh, can't help myself. In fact, sometimes, you know, I just love young people so much, especially the teenage years, because uh, there's so much teenage angst that goes along, and I and I had a lot of that myself. Um, and I would love to be there for them, and it, it just – you know the way the education system is set up right now. Sometimes it totally frustrates me, um, so I, I just don't have the energy or time to even address that. But today's guest, Saskia Weinholz, is here with me from Germany, um, talking about this this you know shift and change and what she and we would like to see in the world in our education system because our children, our young people, are our future. And uh, there's so many things that we've learned now as older adults that we wish we would have learned as a child and we haven't and the school system at least here in america is just so old and and antiquated and even some i've read some places now people might call it conspiracy theory but i've read that um that it was actually set up in a way for the masses and this is you only get to learn so much, and that's it. And then the people that were very, very wealthy and the elite with their children, they had very special education, really teaching them how to become moguls, you know, how to you know, be really good at business, how to influence people. But the commoners didn't get that. They get the regular school that we have. And, of course, I come from a family of teachers, so that is not to belittle anyone who's in the teaching profession. I think it's an honorable and noble profession, and I, like, look up to what my my parents and grandparents and, so, and my aunts, you know, have done, and I, I'm just amazed at, you know, at what they do. So without further ado, welcome, Saskia, to the show. So happy to have you here.
1: Hello, dear Dr. Karen. It's Khan. The Doctor Karen Khan. <laughs> it's,
0: it's actually Khan, so but you. it's all good. Everyone can. pronounces it differently. <laughs> and I never <laughs> see so with So yeah, this is this is so great. And I know you're the creator of the Rethink Education Congress that so we're going to be talking about what that's about, and I know you've been researching for upwards of five years. Um, you know how we can transform our education on a family level, school level, even governmental level. And I don't know if you know this, Saskia, but I did want this just popped into my head to share with you. And I don't know how much of this is true. I have not personally researched it, but. Um, here in the States, there was an uproar in certain states about sexual education because they were teaching very, very young children about anal sex and things like that. And um, they've had some, you know, the parents did not know. Um, and it's not to say sex is bad or anything like that. It's just that it, the, a lot of the parents have given the responsibility for education to the schools and, um, or, or they, they haven't personally been asked or told that this is what was going to happen in sex education. So they could put mm-hmm. their two cents in, you know, and to, mm-hmm. you know, make a choice around that. So they've had some 10-year-old or 8-year-old, you know, kids, you know, got hooked on pornography and stuff like that. Like, uh, you know, obviously um, I did not do that research myself. This is another person that did the research and did a little video about it with a very famous lawyer here in um, New York um, uh Trump's lawyer, uh, Rudy Giuliano, about the issues in various states of these things coming up, that the sex education mm-hmm. system is basically being rammed down people's throats without, you know, discourse, without um, talking to parents about it. So anyway, I just want to put that in there <laughs> in case <laughs> if there's anything in there you want to comment on. So tell us about you. Like, how did you get into this interest about re- rethinking our education?
1: Yes, this is a very good question. I... Actually, as you said, I have been researching on this for over five years now, and um you know often what happens in life is that uh when you are pregnant, you start to um yeah well, rethink in a way, right so that's what happened with me when I was pregnant with my first daughter i I kind of went crazy about the um about the question where should she go to school when, when she's that age, right? And and I just didn't find a, a good enough answer. Because as, as you just said that, um, like parents, they often give the responsibility for their child's education to the schools. This is what happens here yeah. in Germany on a regular basis. Uh, because yeah. we only have this uh, state school system and we are even not allowed to homeschool. So um, this oh, was you're not? not an- not? No. Wow. <laughs> You're one of the very few countries where you cannot do that.
0: Oh my god. This, so that's yeah you you have to go to the regular is it a state school and you can't homeschool your children. That's in
1: Germany. Right, exactly. So wow. yeah, I didn't have that uh liberty um which you have, but so yeah, I this was like maybe also the point where I where I really like I, I really knew I had to change the system, right? Because yeah, <laughs> if you if you don't have the liberty to do so at home as you please, you you will have to make some small adjustments in the education system. So yeah, this yeah. is where I where I started, and um, yeah, um, actually, what you mentioned in the beginning, right, that you that you often meet probably clients of yourself that um that also have problems nowadays which if they had addressed it sooner in life they wouldn't have yep. at this moment right uh-huh. so um this is also what i was wondering what can you teach children right now so that they get a good start so they they won't they won't have this problem in later in life so yeah <laughs>
0: well yeah cuz it, it's like so frustrating to me that some of the skill sets that I had to learn along the way outside of school, which are extremely valuable, and I can see how they're valuable across the board, like um, healthy relationships, communication, you know, uh, skills. Um, you know, people are in these relationships with each other, and it doesn't matter whether they're homosexual, heterosexual, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's like the quality of that communication. We don't learn that in schools. We don't learn how to balance a, Maybe you guys do, but we don't learn how to balance a budget. Right. No. <laughs> I mean, we, we don't learn how to earn money other than being in a J.O.B. We don't learn mm-hmm. any entrepreneurship. It's discouraged, if anything. Um, you know, we, we, we you know, they don't learn how to deal with bullying, how to deal with, you know, um, employers, how to. Yeah, anyway, I just I get on my soapbox. I get really upset sometimes <laughs> talking about it. And uh, yeah, so we, we graduate all these children that have no idea what to do with money. You know, yeah. they they're in addictions. Mm-hmm. They're doing all sorts of things. So, um, yeah. So, for, from your point of view, because you were at the time, you know, you're pregnant, and you know, you were thinking about, oh, what am I? You know, what's this going to mean for my child? So then, what did you do?
1: So yeah, I, I started talking to different people, and at first, I was really frustrated because I thought, oh my gosh, nobody's doing anything about it. This cannot be happening, right? Uh, as you as you just described it very well that yeah you, there are there's like so little empowerment in schools and so little uh unfolding of the child's potential so yeah but as i as i started to do the research i actually i found quite a lot of people some of them doing it on their own some of them even having like initiatives or like foundations that actually are are doing the work they are making it happen they are uh on this very topic right now so this is like what Ooh. what made me like uh you know i was relieved in a way i was i was feeling um that I, i'm not so alone anymore actually i i knew that there were um peers or fellow um fighters in a way or warriors yeah <laughs> so, yeah
0: education warriors <laughs> right
1: right <laughs> yeah and um from that point on I, I I just knew I had to kind of get the word out because as as I didn't know how to how to do a transformation in education I was sure lots of people don't know how to do it so uh, all I all I did was actually just to gather the information, and then yeah, I, I made a congress out of it because this is where you can like lots of people um, to attend this and and learn about it, and and they can make up their minds, they can get inspiration, they will hear visionary speakers. Um, actually, even the Dalai Lama he agreed to talk, and then but then he cancelled, and now it, I had this talk with his nephew. And he was so amazing. Oh, my gosh. You you definitely have to check like out a... this interview with him. That's like his sister's son?
0: Is that what it is? The nephew? Uh,
1: it's his um, – oh, wait. Uh, how are they? Like the uncle uh, – his uncle. Okay. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know which – Okay, yes. Yeah, right so... <laughs> <there. laughs> no, so, no, that's right. I'm just it's his management. uncle.
0: <laughs> right, right.
1: Yeah. yeah. So
0: and and I and the Dalai Lama and, and the whole Lama. I mean, they get completely different education than we do. I mean, you know. I mean, yeah. in various different mm-hmm. ways. Yeah.
1: You you know where what they focus on a lot is like this mental health and um, uh, actually I, I I see that connection a lot myself that um, alongside uh, with health our mental health there's this unfolding of one's potential. Um, this um, how it goes side by side, and um yeah, if you consider that, then you should do so much for um children to know how to handle their mind and they should know how to to support their mind or how to like nurture it in a way that it keeps on working fine, right, so you don't have any issues there because I don't exactly know the numbers for uh, the United States, but here in Germany, ten percent of the Children, they already have a chronic um, mental illness and um, 25% have a um, chronic physical illness. So these numbers are just uh, alarming and and sad, actually. So, yeah, we do have to do a lot about about that, I think, so definitely.
0: Oh, yeah, that's. That's huge, and, and uh, I didn't mention the mental health aspect before, but so important, mental, emotional health, and, and even the mental, you know, the thing with, you know, the, the, the people that are in the so-called spiritual worlds um, that are very successful have an incredible mind discipline and the ability mm-hmm. to not let the outside world, if you will, dictate what they think and feel, and that's a very powerful um, thing to be able to nurture in our children, which probably I, I, I'm imagining the governments actually don't want that, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, call cons- me a conspiracy theorist, you know. So <laughs> um, but I think that would be amazing. And, and yeah, so in, in universities, um, we actually here in America, uh, you may or may not be f- uh, familiar with this piece, but um, back in, I think it was the 60s or something like that, uh, don't quote me on the the time, but uh, the CIA um, had this, uh, I think it was called Project Mockingbird, and they um, they decided to infiltrate uh, the, on purpose, you know, um, it's in there in the mm-hmm. documents um, in the schools. So they went into the university's education system, the news media, you know, really to influence the policies and influence the perceptions. Of of the public, um, so they have their hands in, uh, in everything in in here. So uh, that's an, yet another topic. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. um, in terms of our education system, is very skewed in a way in terms of the perception. And I I, and I used to think you know that everybody else was just old fashioned and they have to get with the program and just be more modern. But I I can see how some of that's been manipulated in in a not so great way.
1: Mm. Mhm. Yes, I I haven't heard about that actually. Um yeah, but but I do think it's important that you do you do take uh, responsibility for um your child's education. I I do believe that um like you're the expert when it comes to your child um and yeah, so you can support him or her in the best way um possible. This is what I think or believe. So um, yeah, of course you, you will have to get some help or mentors or uh, great teachers because uh, yeah you're not the expert in everything, right? Who can be? Right. <laughs> Nobody can. <laughs> so, yeah, but um, what I think is um, that um, when we focus on, on a, our personal goal in education, like, we, we find that, that very individual goal that we have for our children, um, like, be it it should be like a healthy kid or it should be a, um, a, a confident kid or maybe someone who leads a uh, successful life. Then you would have to ask yourself, like, what does success really um, mean? And, um, yeah, so once you have figured that one out, you will you will find the steps that will bring you there. Um, yeah, so this is like you create a vision first and then, you, you find the tools or the steps, the methods to make it happen. And um yeah, this is like what we do on a daily basis, right? Especially the light barriers. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. That that yeah, that you just uh you, you find that you, you imagine that future for yourself and um uh find find everything that you need, everything you will find information, you will find the, the, the teachers, the mentors everything that you that you will need to 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 get there and um yeah this is the same in education as well
0: (laughs) yeah that's that's beautiful that's great and uh sometimes we do need to be inspired by you know our loved ones to 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 make that difference i i never got to have um Uh, children of my own in this lifetime anyway. (laughs) And uh, so it was not as much in the forefront. And I think that if I did have children on my own, I probably wouldn't have time to do what I'm doing right now. My other, you know, my bigger soul mission, Uh, I'd be more focused on some of the things that um, would be really important as a parent, you know, Um, and I love how you are really focused on that mindfulness piece. So maybe you can expand a little bit about, um, what do you do? I mean, we'll talk about the Congress and the SAC um, a little bit more deeply, but like, what do you um, offer, if you will, um, to children in the space to supplement their current education, which may not be ideal at the moment?
1: Yes, you mean like um, I I do courses actually. I give courses. I give classes to um, mostly gifted children uh, um, at elementary school level and um, I love doing it because they're just so open-minded and, and I think basically any any child would um, uh, love to, to do those um, you know exercises these small um, practices like trainings that you can do like uh, for example bring your awareness your attention your focus to that one object in front of you and then you just kind of feel like that concentration slips away and then you can bring it back and we do this like in a fun way with uh the the senses included and um yeah. We we play a lot. So and um but but with the gifted children I can like work a lot faster and and this is also fun for me. <laughs> because I, oh, that's great. I also
0: well you love it, right? So Yeah so, so awesome. much
1: yeah and then, yeah this is like what i what I love to do. I also write uh children's books for this because i actually I didn't find uh appropriate material for this at least in German language. I didn't find anything that that would have been like a good basis uh for me to teach this. Uh, awareness classes and um, being aware of your body and taking care of oneself so all of this that I find very important I I didn't find a good literature for for this so I just write it my myself
0: (laughs) oh great that's awesome now just curious when you're working with these uh, gifted children are you working like face-to-face on the phone zoom uh, classes or one-on-one like how does that all work
1: I I do have classes uh, at elementary schools that I attend uh, regularly. And I also uh, plan because I've done uh, like lots of times, I will do that online now uh, as well. You know, due to Corona, uh, lots of schools are locked down at the moment. And um, yeah, it was a great opportunity to start working on a online curriculum as well for for, like um, (laughs) to, to even reach more children that way
0: oh that's great uh tell us a a little bit about your your books like what are the names
1: of them and how can people find these
0: i I don't even know if they're in english so i forgot to ask you that yeah I, i
1: i actually there is this translation of uh the first book it is called uh the series is called who explains the world to me and and you know there's this like girl on the cover that that points to herself and and this is just such a strong, such a strong image. Because in the end, who explains the world to yourself? It, it's always you. You are the one that perceives. You're the one that makes the judgments. You're the one that will have to um, just like make it um, a matching picture in, inside of yourself. So nobody really can explain it to yourself. And, this is also some sort of empower, empowerment right there on the cover. <laughs> so the first title it is all about um, the interaction of mind, body, and environment and how we can both use and support our mind, our body, and our environment. Because these three things, this is what we influence if we want it or not, like if we do it consciously or not. we influencing them all the time so we better learn how to do it right
0: uh-huh. and and how open have people in or parents been in germany to some of this is i know here in the west sometimes we're we've, we've got you know radical conservatives and radical like liberals and you know but but um people are more open you know in general to non you know to a curriculum that's not just about math and science and, and reading.
1: I um I found the parents to be very relieved in a way. They they're very welcoming towards me because um well I, I also think it's kind of a trend here by now. Okay. That, you oh, know the is. whole okay. awareness and, and mindfulness topic it is becoming a trend. So um often I have more applications than I can um that I, that I can handle. And um, yeah, also, I, I don't know if you heard uh, about, probably not, how could you, <laughs> about the Wales, um, new curriculum in Wales. Um, they have, you know, this like petite state in the United Kingdom, Wales, which is like uh-huh. really a cute, cute state. They have their own language and it's like all uh, a little fun in a way. <laughs> but what they have done is so amazing and inspiring they have created a new curriculum for um the complete state and it is all about four purposes which uh, the education should provide or fulfill in a way so first it is the children should become ambitious and capable learners ready to learn throughout their life the second one they should be enterprising and creative com- contributors, ready to play a full role in life and work. And third point, they are to be ethical and informed citizens of Wales and the world. And the fourth one, and this is where it gets really interesting for me, they should become healthy and confident individuals ready to lead fulfilling lives as valued members of society. And um, this was just so mind-blowing to find such a cool curriculum um, here in, in um, Europe. So maybe it was like it is it is about time that something shifts and I feel like this is happening right now. So I yeah, the perception uh, the the reception is quite well.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, you know, you you have this I know you have this one in um in English as well on one of your websites, Navigating Education in twenty twenty one. Uh it's a uh kinda of, for folks that are listening, it's kind of an ebook that um there's an English version of that, and uh, we will link that um, website where you can check that out um, with, you know, on the social media, we'll, we'll put it in there, and also if you're on the chat, we'll put it in there if you're live on the show, um, and so this is pretty interesting, um, and I, I love how you have the word on the very first page, um, the word empathy, <laughs> <laughs> Um Because you say, you know, it might be interesting for people who are instructors of all kinds wanting to incorporate the new achievements of neurobiology and empathy research into their teaching and want to make a difference. So uh, that's right up my alley, right? Uh, uh, Because we're all highly, highly empathetic uh, people with various different uh, walks of life. Um, So can you walk us through a little bit about uh, what's in this
1: uh, guide? Yes. um, Actually, it's... It's what you will. Uh, you can get it for free, as you said. And and what you can do with it is that you. For the first step is to become clear on your personal vision. Um, to listen inside and really get connected to what you what you want to accomplish, right? And and then you will find uh, all the the steps, the tools, the methods that I've found in my five years of research, so that you can you can choose one of them. I'm quite certain that you will find uh, a matching tool that will bring you to your uh, desired destination there. <laughs> so, yeah, Ooh, that's and then, great.
0: Yeah, so it's yeah. Full of these different tools. Oh, and I can see there's like these fill-in-the-blanks. And so would people just, you know, look, have the page on the computer and then write in like in a notes, you know, the answers to those, um, our own answers? Is that how that exactly. works? Exactly. Because I don't think yeah. it is downloadable, yeah. right?
1: Like yeah online. yeah well, you, you can i i think you can print it but um of oh, yeah? course you okay. can yeah, yeah yeah you can just uh fill it out in a way that you want you can do it as a inner work also <laughs> okay. but yeah you have you have to work with it so that you will make sure that you follow your own voice and your own Calling in a way, so you, you always make sure that you're not uh, manipulated in a way. This is uh, what is important to me that you that like when I when I have inspiring uh, speakers on, then I then I always make sure like um, is this really in in tune with myself or or like where is it where do I disagree where do I agree and you know I I think you also uh, find this very important because you always try to uh, to 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 get people to to think for their own right yes that's that. really important Notice to think lot. for ourselves to yeah. be free
0: thinkers to tune in to their own inner right. wisdom filter it through that um, boy mm-hmm. can you imagine if we even had fifty percent of people being able to do that <laughs> it would totally revolutionize you know our whole reality um, now partway through this guide um, you talk about the different school types. Uh, Montessori, Waldorf, Astronova, and Clon Lara, which I'm, the latter two I'm not as familiar with. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what you found out? Um, and you said something about the private school of Tesla founder Elon
1: Musk, so that's kind of interesting too. Maybe you can comment on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So the private. It would be easiest, right, if you find a private school uh, in your area that matches your. Your vision or your aim, so then you did, then you could give that responsibility a little to to the to the school, um, and um, so like the most the most visionary and and um, future proof online school that I found was the one from the Astanova the Astanova school, which is from the um, formerly it was at SpaceX campus you know the the the, <laughs> the rocket building site of Elon Musk's uh SpaceX so this is where he taught his sons and um yeah i i got the ceo of the school that um you know formerly he was at the at the Astra at Astra school there and now it's called Nova because it became online and uh, available all over the world and they are doing this amazing work when they think about school, then classes never are the same. Um, one year it can look completely different than the next year because they are always improving their lessons and their curricula, and and they just serve the the children so much. Um, it was very inspiring to talk to him. Really, wow! <laughs> I I'm I'm still astonished at how. Um, how brave they are in um, um really looking at the child and uh serving the child and really not caring so much about what the regular or antique ways of doing it were yeah <laughs> Sorry. Well,
0: there are definitely you know parents even here in my small town. Um, there is a Waldorf school that we have here. I don't, you know, I don't know if any parent here is, is, you know, doing the Astronova stuff. It sounds fascinating. Um, and then when I grew up, there was Montessori. Um, uh, you know, I, I was in a bigger suburb of a bigger city, and of a hundred thousand people. So there was definitely that. And um, uh, I think it was it was very interesting because. As compared to, I pretty much went to public school, but when I saw the people coming from the private school and what they were doing, it seemed so much more fun. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like I was like, wow, you got to play tennis? You guys wow. go to a field and pick flowers, <laughs> like whoa, you know. Where here I am sitting here doing a whole bunch of algebra, <laughs> boring, <laughs> you
1: know. <laughs> yes. So give me, a, oh.
0: give me an example of uh, if you're allowed. Uh, give me an example of what uh, Astronova might teach and how they would teach
1: it. They would teach uh, neuroscience right from the beginning, rocket science. Really. <laughs> they are saying why should you wait until you go to university to get to do the fun stuff as you said because hey uh, it should be fun right from the beginning and of course you cannot expect a child to do all the the math and everything but but they can be uh, challenged with difficult problems and and they love logical things and everything so so you can you can just take them seriously also the um they they're not stupid. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's so,
0: amazing. So so in Germany since you you can't homeschool, uh people in Germany might have to if they wanted to could do supplemental, right? So you'd still have to bring him to regular school, but you could also sign up for something like this. Is that true?
1: Mm, yeah, supplemental is um is possible. So what Astra Nova also offers is a um like extracurricular um, activity that would happen on Saturday and they've also they have this small spin-off called synthesis uh, which children just adore they get to do this really cu- cool computer game and they need to solve a really difficult tasks uh, at a very uh, little at very little time and they are all very challenged and they 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 just get all competitive but like in a in a good way, they also need to cooperate, and um, so cooperation and competitiveness goes side by side, and they just you can watch them grow, and yeah, so you should t- check that out. <laughs> yeah, that getting does all sound excited. Interesting. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of a loner, so I sometimes have had problems with. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I was one of, you know, one of those nerdy, nerdy kids in school, um, not popular at all. Um, <laughs> so Uh-oh. yeah, so I was like kind of alone, because um, I was just different. And uh mm. And just working with people who were not on the same vibe was like so challenging, <laughs> like almost traumatic, you know, like, ugh. Uh, but that's really cool that they, they kind of nurture that at a uh, at a younger age. Now, do people like in astronauts, do they actually, I know because they're very pro, obviously, science and physics and, you know, all that kind of stuff, like, do they have curricula related to relationships or emotions, which I would think would not be their strong suit, but just curious, do you know about it?
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I also asked uh Toshdan whether they had uh mindfulness or something like that like social or emotional components and he was like um well what teaching is about is supposed to be uh always uh reflection of the student themselves so what they try to do is that when they encounter a, a difficult situation maybe amongst uh, the the students in the class or, or something like that then they would uh, afterwards they would talk about this or like re- have this re- reflection time where you can make those uh, insights for yourself and um, ah, so, okay. but they, so they, they don't address have it.
0: it as it comes up
1: yes but they don't have it as uh, a s classes or something like that so uh but but there are uh, other other uh forms of um like uh teacher trainings i found many teacher trainings for teachers who want to who want to um like give mindfulness classes or who want to create a mindful um curriculum or like a mindful class in their classroom so this is um something that asha doesn't but um, for example c learning which is social emotional ethical learning which was initiated by the dalai lama and emory university uh, in the united states they have this uh, completely uh, ready ready to use program from pre-k to all the way to the 12th grade and you can just you can Use it for free, even and um, yeah, I would recommend this if you care about uh, mindfulness. Yes.
0: Ooh, that's great. That's fantastic. Um, And uh, you know, I'm I'm thinking that uh, um, you know some parents may have challenges, or I mean, if even if they can uh, choose these other alternative schools, um, do you have any guide? guidance on um you know which schools do better at certain things than others or the styles or the energies of this different um waldorf versus you know montessori versus Astronova versus clonlara
1: <laughs> yeah so um you should you should like um yeah you could of course uh, check out the the interviews with them um on the congress next uh weekend uh you you would get uh, the vibe from them i think but um like to put it in a nutshell i would say montessori is all about creating an atmosphere for children where they can thrive it's all about making this a surround like environment that is nurturing the child and that gives them the perfect the perfect um yeah like experience in a way or yeah so this is what they are all about so um and then we have waldorf they are all about um teaching the different levels of a child they want to address the mental aspect uh, the like the emotional aspect uh, the the sen- not sensual sensitive aspect <laughs> of a child and uh-huh. um and, yeah, so this is also uh, very interesting, I find it. And um, then we have Clon Lara. They are doing it more in a way that you would say, uh, I, I believe my child knows what he or she wants to learn, and they don't have, like, a strict curriculum. It's more like they choose their project themselves. It's a very free type of school. Um, it's, like, the most... Most free school I've encountered all over the world, actually. (laughs) So they get they get grades. Yes, yes, exactly. They get grades for for doing what they love, and and you just have to uh, like fill out forms uh, and map out the process they have been um, doing. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, this is. I mean, you may not know, but just curious. I guess is there any child that just doesn't want to learn how to read and write? Like is that even a thing? Uh, would Cornera like actually allow that or do they still have those basics in there already?
1: Um so that the what the child should be able to do, like to get um their graduation later that that they should be able to fill out their forms themselves so they will have to learn to how to write. Um, <laughs> but um Okay. Yeah, you know if they're not into math then you wouldn't have uh that on the on the on the schedule at all it would be fine for them if they were more like into phot- photography or like uh, constructing things then then they might take a photo of what they've constructed and you know there are many different ways how you can prove that you're learning and how can how you can um express your inner insights and 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 share them with the world so uh yeah, this is all allowed and possible there in at clola
0: wow wow that's that's incredible so tell us about the, the the rethink education congress uh you know how do people go there what what do, what can what can they see when they're there what can they learn
1: um yeah, so if you want to join us from the 23rd to the 26th of April, you can just sign up um, at rethinkeducationcongress.com. And I I do have all of these interviews with Waldorf, with Montessori, with Astanova, with Clara, with um, lots more. Um, and they're all um, like presenting their institutions, but I also have like visionaries. If you are not sure where you headed, you will be able to figure that one out when you're watching the videos. So um yeah, some of them are in German, but I translated them all into English. So um and some of them were in English. So yeah, it should be um interesting for English speaking countries as well. And um Ooh, you know what nice. is like very exciting about it? I haven't even uh, mentioned yet that when people go there, they will um, be able to uh, fill out um, forms and they will give their opinions. And out of all the stated opinions, like what people care about the most, what are in, their intentions for their children, what they are hoping for their children, I will create this European Citizen Initiative. Um, and, um, yeah, I will, I will give complete power the to the viewers i don't know what they will what they will say right right (laughs) (laughs) but um i am so curious to find out and and i want to give them um a platform and combine their voices and and like to 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 speak up in a way and um for politicians to hear this and yeah who knows maybe we will all get a curriculum like they have in wales Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> right. But then, yeah. Yeah. So it's a start. Oh, that's, yeah.
0: That is that is great. Now, um, have you helped this Congress before? Or is this brand new? Uh,
1: it is it's brand new. Yeah. But I will do it again. <laughs>
0: yeah. This is. Yeah. This sounds so interesting. So let me just read that out for folks again. If you want to check out the Congress, uh, rethink dash education dash congress dot com is the uh URL to get there and um so I'm there right now um so you can get a ticket to this Congress is starting on the twenty third you can register for free and so when you when you say register for free does that mean they get to listen to all these talks while they're available for free or how how does that all work
1: yes uh exactly like you said it you should be um Finish by like the twenty fifth or something um and uh if you if you would like to like keep listening to it or get the the bonus materials uh which are like uh decision helping things and these sorts of things, then you can uh get a quite um inexpensive ticket as well
0: mm, okay fantastic that is great. Um, I see that you also have the the Japanese um, Kumon. Is I don't know how to say it um, <laughs> here on the page. Uh, I don't know too mm-hmm. much about that. What what is that?
1: Um, they are um, they have helped millions of kids by now all over the world to completely understand math and English. And I, I just had to know how are they doing this, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially since I mean, we have all sorts yeah. of
0: parents complaining here about uh, co- what's called a comprehensive core math or something. Anyway, I haven't done yeah. it, but they, they they thought it was ridiculous, and they keep joking about it. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so yeah, and and and, and they have the plan. They know how to do it, and. Um, yeah, I, I did have to interview them and, and find out their secret. How how do they how do they manage to, to teach children um math and English in a way that they just they don't have any um blanks and they don't have any like they have the good foundation and they just keep on building on that foundation. Um they're working with uh, personal instructors for the kid, so they also have this um relationship between the instructor and the and the kid and and they will only go so far as they can handle it uh yeah they they do have this figured out very well to be balancing in in their teaching um to so not overwhelm but also not to to go too too small so yeah
0: <laughs> mm, okay, very cool, and I think you have as you know very uh, wow, a lot of different speakers are on various different topics related to education and including um how to create happy teachers. Yes. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's pretty important, right? Like,
1: yeah. You know,
0: um, if we're not, uh, you know, I mean, our kids tend to do what we do, and and if we're not happy, and our and, and their guidance, the people that are guiding them are not happy or balanced or whatever. It's, it's sort of like, you know, we had a in our a former my former hospital I used to work in. There was a, a nutritionist, uh, sorry, registered dietitian, not mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. registered dietitian, but she was probably a hundred pounds overweight. So it's like anything she told the patient, you know, just I think fell on deaf ears because they're subconsciously they're thinking, they're thinking, well, why should I listen to you? You don't look that healthy, right? Yes.
1: (laughs) So the same thing with our
0: teachers. Our teachers are stressed out all the time and, you know, like rolling their eyes and, you know, whatever because of, whatever's happening in their world um, that's going to be hard on the kids because kids are so sensitive
1: generally speaking they'll kind of yeah. you know take that in as well mm, yes and and only a, a happy teacher equals happy students yeah. <laughs> as it's sad because one for one on the one hand uh, they they have this role model and on the other hand you're creating in this atmosphere uh, at the class or you you do this consciously or not, but when you choose to 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 create a positive atmosphere in a class, they, the the learning, um, uh, uh the learning just improves. Yeah. <laughs> like they will make a lot of more. Uh, wow. Yeah, um. they definitely will.
0: <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, sorry, I know. Yeah, you're la- you're laughing because of the English, but um, you know, you know a heck of a lot more English than I know German, so. <laughs> you're doing great um yeah it's it's so true the energy that we resonate uh our emotions and things like that are felt by children around us um i mean it's felt by my dog that's my one child (laughs) yeah of course you're right um, you're
1: right yeah
0: people don't realize how important it is um, that we are constantly modeling for our children constantly whether we want to be or not um, so it is important to focus not only on the child, but on caring and nurturing and being healthy. And um, like I think you know, the only health class we got was in high school. I think grade nine gym class. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, in gym class basically grade nine. I only took gym I okay, think nine and ten, and it wasn't my forte. So. <laughs> So I only took what I had to take. Uh, and, you know, the only reason that was my lowest mark. Um, <laughs> uh, but we only, you know, I don't even remember. I mean, what do we learn in health? We learned like how the circulatory system works. Mm. Like we didn't learn uh, how to be healthy. You know, like how, yeah. like, I forget about even you know, mind and spirit. I mean, how to even be healthy physically. It was like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: oh, do exercise. I mean, that was about it, you know. I mean, it didn't talk about diet or nutrition or mindful eating or any of that. None of that.
1: Yes. Ah. They just have to simply start with always uh, listening to yourself, right? And um, and this is also something that parents can do is that they, that they don't... Uh, like obviously maybe for some of you but um like don't force your child to to eat all of the plate right and and like trust them that they know when they're thirsty you don't have to always carry their water bottle around <laughs> and yeah. Then, yeah you know like uh, they they will tell you when they are cold and just really encourage their um like that they can trust their sensations and and yeah, you can ask them. You know, um, maybe you feel cold right now, but like if they say no, then then trust them in this. They they right. they are so the questions. they are the expert. Yeah. 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 Mm.
0: Yeah. That's that's it's a it's a new skill set for sure because uh, we're so used to um, well-meaning parents, grandparents, et cetera, telling us what we should feel. Mm. You know, um, and then we rebel sometimes. <laughs> And then we learn to stop trusting ourselves, uh, which is so cool. So I love how you bring it back to, you know, um, having the answer within. Uh, It doesn't matter whether we're 50 or 5. That is so, so important. And I remember when I was um, a young child being very sensitive and intuitive, just like my mom uh, is sensitive and intuitive, that, um, you know, I, for whatever reason, I did not like either of my grandfathers. (laughs) Okay. You know, okay. <laughs> I mean, when I was around them, I'd be kind of like shy and they're like, oh, I'll give, you know, grandfather a hug. And I was like, no, you know, like, Aww. and the thing is that, that it's like later on, I found that there were some, you know, maybe not so great things that they've done in their life. and, and But somehow mm-hmm. as a child, no, I, nobody told me that, right? So I could feel mm-hmm. it.
1: I could mm-hmm. sense
0: it, the, the, the um, disingenuous energy or the lying or whatever it was. Um, that was going on behind the scenes, and so I think it's so so important. What you were talking about is really bringing it back home and just letting the child be a sovereign being, um, and maybe mm-hmm. not getting away with murder, but you know, like just being able to sense within what what are their needs and express themselves.
1: Mm-hmm. and and take take delight in your child. Also, like it, it's so important for their self worth and self respect that they that they are uh, appreciated for who they are and that they're not just appreciated when they're acting like you you want them to act but like um also like that you see the person they are and not so much your second chance in life yes <laughs> <Also>. yes <laughs> So often, yeah, they're individual
0: yeah. In itself, not us projecting our wishes and wants and the things we didn't have before and wish they could do for us and oh my gosh, there's so many layers of extra responsibility sometimes kids have and that we layer on them as completely unnecessary and
1: Yeah. Because we didn't exactly. do it the way we wanted.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I sure yeah, hope I'm advice. not doing
1: that. I sure hope I'm not doing that with my daughter right now. <laughs> That's all well, that we education. Is that <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I think the great thing is just, you know, just having that intention, right, Of, of, of or making that commitment to really honor and respect. that maybe we're not perfect at it, but making that commitment is already huge. Because, um, mm-hmm. again, on an energetic level, they can feel that too, you know, the mm-hmm. commitment, the, the wanting to do that. Um, and even if we do make mistakes or whatever, you know, it's like that's life. Some
1: people' mm, things
0: mm. right, um but that intention yes. is key it's yeah it's it's so great um now these are some I was going to share with you a couple of things from my world um mm-hmm. that children need, which may not have you know in terms of permeated like you know the education system probably maybe now wouldn't be the best idea' it it's just show out there for some people, but what I see is that um you know, according to research, or at least research mm-hmm. here in America, that 30% now, um, this is a 2018 research, 30% of people are considered highly sensitive. Um, mm-hmm. Dr. Elaine Aaron and her colleagues have done quite a bit of research over about three decades around this. So I saw in my practice when I was seeing uh, children of different ages that these are the kids that end up seeing me because they don't... They don't seem to get better with regular conventional medicine. These are the sensitive Mm -hmm. children. So I I got all, you know, all the ones that the parents were sick and tired of drugging their kids, (laughs) you know, with various medications and wasn't Mm -hmm. working. And they wanted another Mm -hmm. option so they would come see me. And um, so these are kinds of the things that they deal with as children. They can see ghosts and angels. Um, One child would not you know, would have these night terrors. Um, she could see multidimensionally into mm-hmm. multiple past, present, future. So, um, you know, because I can check for ghosts and things like that. And Sometimes there were at the beginning, but that once we cleared the house, it's almost like she could see into other worlds with her physical eyes whereas most mm-hmm. of us would have to tune in to purposefully do that if we wanted to do that. Um, and we did get her sleeping, but it was really something. Um, <laughs> you know, so we have to teach yeah. her. So she was only three. She was only three, right? So I was like, wow. what do you say to this kid? Um, but other, other kids uh, you know, of various different age groups, what I noticed is that they're so sensitive to other people's emotions and energy, sometimes it fills them up almost like dirt on them, and they can't shake it off right and then mm-hmm. they have uh, these sensitive kids have not just night terrors but they have like breakdowns like complete mental breakdowns they're just sitting in a pile of you know tears you can't even mm-hmm. pick them up cuz they're just like freaking mm-hmm. out right and then they can't even go to school because they're like this and You know, sometimes it's, well, a lot of times it's environmental things. It could be, you know, things that they're eating, being exposed to, electromagnetic radiation, which isn't so hot uh, for them, um, the negative emotions of people around them, their teachers, their family members, other children. Um, And then we need to, at least from my point of view, teach them how to handle their energy body. You know, Mm -hmm. so to be able to clear other people's stuff from them. And the cool thing is the ones, now I don't have a lot of kids in my clientele at the moment, um, but the ones we have taught and their parents have taught them. You know, I've taught Mm -hmm. parents, parents taught their children. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is amazing, like black and white, what that can do for a child's life instead of these breakdowns constantly day after day, you know. They mm-hmm. they have some tools, you know. They can clear their energy, learn how to get to their happy place, which is like your mindfulness stuff, and, and really function at a higher level. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm sure right now, I mean, most people thinking education are probably not going to be talking about, you know, what if, what if your child sees ghosts. But at some point, <laughs> at some point, my dream yeah. is that um, – you know, maybe not taught in schools per se, but, but, but to be able to give parents some support around that idea. Um, I've actually, I know you're an author of children's books, and um, that's one of my future projects is, is doing children's books on certain concepts that are in my sensitivity as your superpower, um, you know, book for adults, but have them mm-hmm. kind of do those basics to um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. feel
1: okay with it and be able to help
0: pa- uh, parents in this way.
1: Oh, how great! How wonderful! Oh my God, <laughs> I have to read that. It's awesome. <laughs> oh, thank because, you, thank you. yes it is, I, I it mean, is needed. It is needed. Oh, definitely, it's needed so much.
0: Yeah, it's it's you know, like I said, maybe not most appropriately taught in schools, but I think that just given that thirty percent, you know, the population. You know, Mm -hmm. are highly sensitive, and and these um, kids are kind of just told, well, you're kind of a problem, you know, like there's something wrong with you or we need to medicate you for your attention issues or your depression or anxiety. And we have medicated, at least in America, so much of the sensitivity, whereas if we just taught them the skills of how to manage energy, how to understand Mm -hmm. what's theirs and what isn't theirs, then we wouldn't have all these kids and all these drugs. Is my belief, anyway. I,
1: I do believe so, and and I think also it it is proven because um, so many other parts of the world you they they are completely used to guiding energy throughout your body with your breath and. Um, they 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 clear their chakras on a daily basis, right? And then just to us, it seems somehow maybe freaky sometimes. <laughs> but um, yeah, many other cultures have done that for for like thousands of years by now, and, um, Good point. and it's about it's about time we do that as well. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's that's a great point. That's fantastic. And I I know in your Congress, too, you have a speaker talking about how to transform our local schools. So that sounds kind of exciting. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, I I did find that one initiative. They are called Schools in Transformation, and they are this uh, bottom-up, grassroots initiative where you can, even as a parent, start to make a change at your school, and um they also they have this great uh roadmap uh for you where you can really start off solo and then you will find maybe two or three persons that you resonate with well and then and then it's already a movement at your school and and they cooperate and they they share their experiences and in this time of uh digitalization with all those uh interconnectedness and and the internet it, it's just this phase of co-creation so um yeah we can learn from them how how they've done it we can get support from them um and yeah they they have these different models that you can also try out at your school um for example they have the friday which is free day uh concept which was kind of like fridays for future where okay. children strike for their future but but they said hey uh when children start to strike at fridays what can we do on fridays for them to to stay in school and work for their future <laughs> right <laughs> okay. so they are allowed to do their projects on on fridays that will help to save the planet and and they Aww. all they they have this cute little uh project really like also the small ones they for example they care for, for clean water and they they start this project where they will uh collect the plastics out of a river or they one like one boy he wanted to um rebuild his motorcycle to become an uh an e-bike like e-motorcycle and, and then the, that was the project so they have all wow. these amazing ideas and they're just waiting to 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 make it happen and bring it to life <laughs> wow yeah, that's
0: amazing what,
1: Yay! So it's, How cool! It's a heck of a lot
0: better than our, um, you know, what do they call it here? Uh, it's like when adults on Fridays like TGIF, like thank God it's Friday, and and they're like dressed down Friday and they just kind of like let loose, you know, <laughs> uh, here. But this is actually seemingly constructive. So yeah, so that's that's pretty <laughs> awesome. Um, now, um, is there a way in which um, people can? like gift a ticket or something to the uh event? How does that work? Um how
1: how did you mean that? Can you uh repeat?
0: Um I see on your website it says it has an option to send us gift.
1: So mm-hmm.
0: what does that mean?
1: Um um um, um. <laughs> what does it mean well, Good maybe, maybe that's for a physical
0: object <laughs> or a physical thing. But uh, it says Mm. free guide plus Congress ticket, and then it has Mm. an ordering as me, and then it has um, send as gift, and I just click that just to see what would happen. And then it says there's there's another recipient. So, you know, Mm, if I have a young mom, I could send it to her.
1: It looks like it. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, you should do that. (laughs) Definitely. Go send it to someone that you know can use it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try it out. I'll
0: let her know I've did it and see what happens. So, yeah, that's exciting. So, I'm just going to again share the um the website. It's rethink-education-congress.com to get a free ticket to the Congress and that is uh happening 23rd through the 26th. Lots of great speakers about education. So, if you especially if you have young children um and are definitely invested in you know, freeing our children to to grow and and, um, evolve in a better way. This is a great thing to check out, and it's uh, a free ticket for this Congress. So, again, rethink-education-congress.com. And, Saskia, is there another way uh, people can connect with you? Um, Do you have another uh, website or
1: Facebook page or something like that in case they had to ask you any questions? Uh, yes, of course. They can um simply uh, well actually I just uh created the, the Instagram profile because um yeah, so it's new but you can find me on Instagram and it's um like at Saskia Wienholt like my name, which you will find me. And um yeah, um you know like I, I always thought about Instagram to be like um like a way that distracts you and that you won't listen and feel inside. So I was always a little shy to do that. I didn't want to be like somebody that people would look for uh inspiration. But um now people are asking me and they are begging me and, and I think, yeah, okay, why not? They can they can get inspiration and and I will just uh like help them to, to keep connecting to themselves and um yeah, so this is what matters to me that everybody can can find their their um their potential inside right this is what you do as well i know you're like a professional in that area wow getting there (laughs) well you know it's
0: funny because instagram i pretty much do for fun um so i don't really know what i'm doing there but you know i know they like pictures they like pictures so um yeah, so I found you, I think. I think this is you on Instagram. Um, do you have any posts on yours yet? Not yet, something?
1: not yet. Not yet, yeah, okay. Just like, right, so I'm, so, yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really only getting started with the social media things. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah.
0: That, that part, that part, I'm a little ahead of you, but... Uh, <laughs> Like I said, I don't really know what I'm doing on Instagram. I just know they really like pictures. and But my some of my friends are doing it, like, just, wow. They're just, like, rocking it, you know, on Instagram. Wow, yeah, wow. Uh, they're, like, you know, <laughs> um, 10,000 followers. I'm, like, oh, my God, how did you get that? You know? But yeah. I just won't spend the time working it. So I just, like, yeah, whatever. Hashtag, whatever. I don't know. I'm sort of, like, uh, there's a popular TV show here called The Karate Kid and uh, the, the the so-called bad guy, Um He's like a good guy now, sort of, and uh, he's very old-fashioned though. So he doesn't say uh, hashtag. He says hash browns. So
1: he says, yeah, yeah,
0: send it to the internet and put those hash browns on. <laughs> like,
1: right. Yep, uh, I gosh. feel like that too. Uh. <laughs> oh yeah yeah like more Our ancient good. knowledge and not the, the modern <laughs> stuff but what i'm getting I'm, I'm, I'm i will learn how to do that as well of course you can learn anything <laughs>
0: that's right that's right okay well that's fantastic so Saskia, thank you so much for being on the show today i'm just absolutely delighted with what you're doing i think it's so needed um and, it's, it, you know, it's exciting for parents, you know, from all over the world to be able to feel like, oh, my gosh, someone's got our back, someone's understanding, like, we, we want to shift and change and, and for you to bring all these experts together so these parents can have more information so they can make an informed choice and maybe, you know, change a little bit of what's going on with their own families, either big or small, or maybe be inspired mm-hmm. to volunteer somehow to- <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: help out uh, whatever you're doing. So yeah, so thanks again for all the great work that you do.
1: And thank you so much. And and just keep up your very meaningful and super important work. I I'm always happy when I hear uh, new stories from you. And and uh, you 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 just keep on celebrating the success uh, of of your clients. I'm I'm happy to see that. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you so much. And we want to thank all of our listeners for listening in. Bye for now and lots of love.